0: Welcome to the Agency Owner Lab podcast. I'm Aaron James, an agency growth specialist and business coach for marketers and publicists. Agency Owner Lab is a collective for agency owners, marketers, publicists, social media managers, and marketing-based virtual assistants. We support founders and consultants with business growth, operations, productivity, and leadership. The podcast is the go-to source for entrepreneurs to share their founder journey along with their biggest tips and lessons for current and soon-to-be agency owners. We're here to learn from each other and let you know that you are not alone. The ups and the downs are normal when running a business. Make sure to subscribe and visit agencyownerlab.com to check out our done-for-you systems, programs, and membership. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the agency owner lab podcast today with us. We have a special guest, Shella Fazy, who is a graphic designer among many other things. And so uh, Shella, welcome. How are you today? Oh, thank you so much for having me,
1: Erin. And it's so kind of you to introduce to, introduce me that way. I mean, not, not, not that spectacular, but thank you.
0: Of course. And why don't you tell everyone a little bit about yourself and your business?
1: Well, uh, my name is Sheila Lafazie, as you would uh, introduce me. As I am a freelance graphic designer, an illustrator, and a product photographer, and I also own—I mean—the small business Creative Cookie Jar. That's um, my uh, website and my Instagram handle. Um, I basically offer graphic design services. Um, I focus on logo design and some social media posts and. Um, I love illustrating. I've done a lot of illustrations. I do uh, commissions for private clients, and I also do illustrations for podcast covers and other small business needs. I've done uh, illustrations for that and product photography for some of my favorite things, including jewelry and toys. Oh,
0: that's a lot. And that's kind of where it comes (laughs) in, I was saying before, among many other things, in addition to graphic design. And you mentioned podcasts, and I know that you have your own podcast as well. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that?
1: Yes, um, and that's my my side gig. I have uh, an independent Mm -hmm. podcast called I'm a Muslim and That's Okay?, um, and again, it's one of those things, just like my business, that sort of happened without preparation. It's basically my narrative as, as a Muslim um, to people who are not Muslims. M- majority of my uh, my audience are non-Muslims. So it's just a narrative about Muslims uh, and how we're not as most people perceive us to be. Mm-hmm. And
0: I, I love that you say your audience is actually, um, you know, very different um in terms of like their perspective or you know you know them using it kind of as an education piece I think that's really just interesting and impressive and I think you know definitely needed so love that and encourage everyone to check it out Um, and you know I think that also goes into if you need some help with your podcast um, she's definitely the girl to call so make sure you check out creative cookie jar and no services. Um, but let's talk a little bit more about your business. So why did you start your business? What excited you about it?
1: Well, I think, um, and I think a lot of people can relate to this. I had sort of hit a brick wall um, I, when I was younger and this, I'm gonna age myself a little more than I already have. Um, I, I had done my bachelor's in graphic design um, but this was over a decade ago and sort of life sort of gets in the way. You get married, you have kids and everything is put on hold. And, but uh, as my kids grew up, I found that I really wanted to get back to my roots and, you know, start working again. I used to work in advertising. I used to love doing that. But, uh, you know, when everything goes on hold and you have like a decade gap in your resume, you sort of feel like you've become outdated. And I just wanted to, you know, get back into the game. And uh, I had started with doing my master's in strategic communications. And I'd started working for a PR agency and it was working out great until it didn't work out great. And then we found ourselves smack dab in the middle of a pandemic. And I was like, I don't wanna give this up. I wanna keep working, but it just became such a complicated time. So I thought, and it's, it's one of those things that is scary especially for somebody who is almost 40 that, oh no, how am I gonna start from scratch now? So I was like, let's bite the bullet and let's try it. So that's how I started out. I bit the bullet and just went for it. But um, I sort of fell back on the skills that I had learned from the very beginning. I had done my bachelor's in graphic design. I had a minor in illustrations and photography was always one of my passions. So I was like, I'm gonna start with those three things, things that I love doing no matter what, Yeah, it can be, it can be tricky, but it's at the end of the day, if you're not doing something that you look back and see the results and be like, wow, I love what I'm doing, then you really should not be doing that thing. Otherwise you're going to burn yourself out. I know it's not as simple as that. A lot of times you do have to do things that you really aren't crazy about, but I don't think those should be long-term professional goals. Let's put it that way. I,
0: I love how you just put that because you know I, I do agree you know sometimes we kind of have to do what we have to do right and to, to whether it's make the money we want or it's just to get us started but you know just kind of having the thought process of you know let's not make this long term or let's see how I can use these skills or this experience to transition into what I really want to do long term because I, I agree with you I think when we go into, especially if you're starting a business, like getting a job or starting a business are two completely different things. And if you're going to start a business on something you don't really want to do, or you're not excited about, or honestly, maybe you even dread, it's, you know, uh, probably not going to be a sustainable business and you're not going to be happy. So I love that point that you just said of, you know, figure out like, what you actually have a passion for and how you can leverage that. And it might change over time, or, you know, maybe it's not always going to be perfect, but at least you're kind of doing something you enjoy. And then you just kind of build and build upon that. And, you know, you also mentioned, um, you kind of had like a a gap in your resume and, you know, that made it a little more challenging and, you know, I'm not a mother myself, but I know that that is a situation that does happen for a lot of, mothers and parents in general and I think that you know uh coming back and either starting your own business or if it is getting back into the workforce and working for someone else is is definitely challenging so I I am congratulations and and hats off to you on you know figuring out like what works for you and kind of how to get back into that I, I definitely think it's it's a big challenge
1: it's definitely a big challenge, Erin. Um, especially because, again, um, traditionally, and I think those uh, norms are changing now. When you are a stay-at-home parent, it does count against you. I was just reading. I think I read a headline somewhere that they are now allowing stay-at-home parent as a, a as a legitimate resume-like experience sort of thing, and I think that's important because when you are a stay-at-home parent, you definitely pick up a completely different set, skill set that is, that can really work in the workforce because you do push yourself beyond what you really thought you were capable of. So I think that is definite advantage right there. It should not work against us. Um, but coming back to the fact that, you know, yes, it's, it's definitely harder to start afterwards because I experienced this myself because when I was last working professionally and now the entire landscape had sort of changed Um, before it was all corporate workspace and all of those things. But now it's more, you can work from any space and make it work. And it shifts the dynamics of so many things that you have to relearn a lot of rules. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, those are one of the things I think I found challenging that I had to relearn a lot of rules that, no, this, it's not how it works anymore. And really, and, and I think the second thing as a person who's an introvert that I found difficult is really putting myself out there that you're not sure how to, and I hate to use the term sell, but I think most people recognize it as that way. That you have to really sell yourself in a way that other people will be like, oh, yeah, I should go for whatever this person is offering or that person is offering. Um, and that is one of those things I think nobody really taught us, especially when I, especially when I was in the workforce, that how do you make yourself uh, into um, this entire package that people would be like, yes, I would want to get services from this person, that sort of thing. And with the pandemic, I think a lot more people, especially with how things have become, have gone into the freelance or the independent business route because um, the corporate world just was not working out with how the pandemic was. And even before, I think there were a lot of barriers that were uh, being um, broken down and then the corporate world exposed as what it was that it isn't really in the interest of the employees. And I think that was a very uh, integral realization and integral in the fact that I think if corporations do wish to exist as um, as meaningful business entities, they really need to start treating their employees better. So if they really wanna work that way, otherwise there'll be a lot of small businesses out, out there offering services that were once things that corporations had this sort of monopoly on.
0: Yeah I think you hit it right on the head it is true like you're seeing that shift away from your larger agencies or larger corporations right to kind of smaller boutique agencies or freelancers um, you know just kind of focusing for example in the realm of like graphic design marketing and and all of those areas. So you know I I definitely think we are seeing that shift happen um, for the good and the bad and you know, you are right. I, I think a a big part of it is people are starting to, uh, think more about like what they want for their lives. Whereas before I think it was just so like put into our heads of, Oh, you're going to go like work at this big business, this big corporation and work your way up. And I think over time that that vision has really changed for people. I know for myself, um that's been a huge like shift like when I was in like college and high school right like you're doing internships and like great i gonna get a job and like work my way up and all that and then you're actually in it and you're like okay maybe maybe this isn't for me and I, I think some people right. do want that and you need those people like we need people who still want to be in the corporate world in those bigger businesses but right. we also need the people who want to go out on their own or want to work for smaller businesses and right. you know finding that balance so you know I I I think it's, it's gotta be weird from your side, right. Of seeing that shift of like, kind of being in the, in the corporate world, this in a certain way, and then leaving for a little and coming back and everything is different. It's gotta be a little bit scary.
1: It was. And that's, that's one of those things that I think was initially one of my, my major roadblocks is that how do I do this? Like you're never taught how to create your own business. It was never done, Erin. I mean, um, when, uh, especially during the gap I had, um, entrepreneurship became this buzzword. And, you know, I hate using the term hipster in a derogatory sense, but uh, they used to, so, so entrepreneurship is something that only hipsters do, et cetera, et cetera. It was one of those things that was up and coming, but nobody realized right now as it is right now, because, Entrepreneurship is the way to go now. And I was like, I don't know the rules to entrepreneurship. I don't know how to freelance. I have no idea what I'm doing. And that was the scary part about it. Um, But thankfully, I had a lot of friends who were sort of venturing into it, a lot of older women into it at the same time I was. And I was like, I could reach out to them. And I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. Help me. And they definitely helped me out with this. And because there's so many other services online that you can really leverage for when you're starting your own business. I know there are a lot of companies that will handle a lot of the legal, you know, the legal side of it, like registering your name and your domains and all of these things for you. It makes it a lot easier than what it would have been like 10 or 15 years ago. So I think, uh, yeah, the fear is definitely there it's just a matter of being like, no, I really want to and just bite the bullet and just keep pushing forward, just plowing forward.
0: Yeah, you kind of have to, right? You I think everyone's scared and even if no monster admit it, you know, you just kind of have to do it. And I think that's a, a really great lesson for everyone listening. You know, if if you are either have your own business now or want to start your own business in the future, you're always going to be scared in some sense, whether it's, um, you know, kind of like a, a scare that's at the front of your mind, or just maybe some thoughts in the back of your mind that are making you hesitate. You just kind of have to take that jump, as you mentioned, and and see what happens, right? right? Because or else, or else you're never going to yeah. know. And every day you wait, you know, it, it, things can change, especially as we saw, right you know, to your point this past few years with the pandemic, um, you know, uh, every one time we just all woke up and <laughs> life was different. Um, was different, so you, different. Yeah, you, you never know. So I would say that is a, um, you know, a surprising uh, fact that's come along in your founder journey. Um, is there right has there been like a favorite part of your journey though of, you know, I know it's, there's a lot of ups and downs for anyone starting a business, but is there like one kind of either part or thing that's happened or just like the thing that you enjoy most about, you know, working for yourself? Is it flexibility? Is it the fact that you kind of can just pick and choose what you want to do? Like, what's your favorite part about it?
1: I think my favorite part about it is that um, with starting my own business, um, you sort of go back, I, I sort of went back to my roots that uh, for some time I thought I would have, would I would never be able to go back to. Again, it was all because of the sort of mindset that we grew up with that, yeah, I've done my bachelor's in graphic design. I have a skill in photography, illustration, but really in uh, unless you were specifically geared to that industry, um, you would not be able to use anymore. Even when I was working in advertising, I used to be a creative strategist and a copywriter. And again, it was not using all the skills I had, just one part of the skills that I had learned. But this way, I'm just sort of going back to what I really like doing and be able to improve myself on that. I think that was the great part that came out of it, that even after all this time, I can still become better at the things that I used to really enjoy doing and, and, you know, make it a profession.
0: Yeah. I, I completely agree with you. I think we, no matter how good we think we are at something, right, we can always get better. And that's, that's anyone. And I think that is also a huge part of it is like letting down your ego, right? Because, Right, you know, just because you're great at something or, or maybe you're just good at it, but either way, like there's always ways to improve and get better, whether it's, you know, just through more experience or kind of almost changing your mindset. So you see things differently, or it's just doing something more, you know? So I love that perspective. And, you know, I think there's a lot that people can take away from that because you do have to be open to always improving and learning. And I think that goes back to what you said before that, you know, times change and, and what is expected of people or just how things are done, you know, does shift. And so just always being open to improving, to learning, to changing, um, I think is a critical, critical aspect for, you know, not only entrepreneurs, but just anyone in general. And, um, so I think that's a, a really great lesson that you're sharing. So thank you for sharing that with us, especially, you know, kind of, as, like I said, it ties back to, your more recent experiences of you know coming back into the workforce and, and realizing like oh no it's a whole new world right and so right. again just being open to learning and to to always knowing that we can always improve and we can do more and and maybe it's even learning like new tools that are out there or, or whatever that looks like for you know everyone's role is always different in terms of what you do but really, really great lesson for anyone starting a business or currently in their business. And I guess that kind of leads me to my next question for you. Is there like a number one lesson or tip that you would share with other, you know, agency owners and freelancers um, who either currently have their business or want to start? Is there, if you kind of, you know, went back, is there one thing that you would do differently starting up?
1: Oh, um, I don't, think so. And here's the thing. Um, I think a lot of people think that making mistakes and regrets are bad, but I don't necessarily see them as bad. Um, it doesn't matter who you are or how long you've been in the industry. You will make mistakes, okay, and that's absolutely perfectly fine. Yeah, you don't like making the mistakes and you, you sort of like are taken aback by it at that, that time. But I think... I am glad I was able to make those mistakes and sort of learn from them and move forward. And I think that's what's very integral for people to understand that when you start it, um, you should start it with a very realistic expectation that it's not gonna be all butterflies and roses. You will encounter roadblocks. You will be uh, making your share of mistakes and learning from them. And you will encounter people that are less than pleasant. It's all part of the biz. Um, But the fact is you have to learn from each and every encounter. Yeah, you'll be sore for a little while at that time. And that's perfectly fine. Not feeling happy about a mistake or a, a particularly tough client are all valid feelings. But you do learn from that. And I think if there is one thing that I can impart to anybody, is that mistakes will always happen. It's just, what do you you learn from those mistakes and how do you make yourself better? I think that is very integral for any business. It doesn't matter if you're freelance, small business or big corporations, big uh, mistakes will happen. Yeah, sometimes some mistakes will be bigger than others. It's just that how do you, what do you take away from that mistake? How do you fix that mistake and then walk away gracefully from it?
0: Yes, completely. And again, that goes back to what you said of, you know, just being open um, to learning, to adapting. And, you know, I completely agree with you. I think some people and and I think we we were kind of conditioned to this in a sense to think, you know, um, maybe not winning a client or, you know, whatever someone deems is a so-called failure you know, that should be seen as negative. And I agree with you, it shouldn't. It, it really needs to be a learning experience because everything in life doesn't just come easy, especially when it comes to business, right? You know, you're going to have ups and downs. You're going to lose a client that you thought, you know, you were definitely going to win or, you know, you've you been working with a client and you, you thought you've been doing great work, but they end their work. Like, you don't You don't really know. I mean, I, ha- I saw someone <laughs> in a, um, a community that I'm in Recently, you know, they've been doing really well for one of their clients, and they've been doing so well that their client is going to put their services on hold because they've been getting them good, you know, um, results. And I think that is like one of those moments where, as a business owner, you're like, should I be happy about this? Should I like, yeah. be yeah. <laughs> uh, not happy? <laughs> like, how do I feel? And I think you just, you know, um, you know, and, and I, I definitely think some people might see that as a failure. And other times you kind of need to be like, okay, well, you know, it's frustrating. And there's two parts of it. Like, you know, you shouldn't really be right. causing my work <laughs> if, if I'm doing good, but right, at right. least, you know, you are getting those results. So it's, it's perspective too. Right. And right. if something does go wrong, it's it, to your point it is learning from it, because if you don't learn from things, you're not gonna know how to do them better. And right. if you don't know how to do them better, you can't, you know, um, be more confident. You can't grow
1: as a business or as a person. I think that's my point to it. In order to grow, you have to be better than what you were. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can tell you with full certainty, I started my business, um, it was in the beginning of 2020, uh, probably March or so. I am not the same graphic designer, illustrator, and product photographer that I was beginning of 2020, because yes, I have made my share of mistakes, and I learn from them and I've become better from them. And you also learn about a lot about like what kind of clients. And I think if there's another lesson I had to impart, you do definitely figure out the kind of people you can and can't work with. And you get a sort of like a radar, you're, even even within the first few meetings, you're like, I don't think I can work well with this person. And then it's better to always just end it gracefully at that time, because I will tell anybody out there like scream it from the rooftops. If you are working with a client that you cannot get along with, it's definitely not worth it at all. I don't care if they're paying you a million bucks, it ain't worth it.
0: Yes, completely. And I think that goes back to like mental health too, right? Like we have to keep in mind mental health in the workplace in your business. Like without, um, if you're not happy, right, you can't create a sustainable business. If you're waking up every day dreading it, or you're dreading talking to a client, right. or you're just like whatever that you know unhappiness or frustration or stress looks like. It it will impact your business, and it will just impact you as a as a person in the long term. And I think you know that is so important because. Um, That's a lesson I had to learn, you know, Um, and it definitely took me some time of, you know, I, for example, I was working with a a client for a while and it was (laughs) our, our views just did not align, you know, we just, um, we butted heads a lot and it just, um, Mm -hmm. it was, it was definitely a a challenging situation and it was really impacted my mental health. And I just, um, you know, just being, to your point, being able to end it for some reason, it was just very um, challenging for me to do so. And finally, you know, we did, and then it was definitely for the better. And I think that was a lesson I had to learn. And, and from that, I was able to take away, you know, when I had, you know, I've, I've said no to potential clients before who have wanted to work with me just because, mm-hmm. you know, I can tell from our initial conversations that, you know, we, to your point, like it might not be a great working relationship, or right. you know, or just kind right. of understanding yourself of like, okay, this is what I need to be able to be successful as an entrepreneur or right. within my business or doing X, Y, Z. And if someone right. you know can't, whether it's like follow, you know, how you work or whatever that looks like, like you know, it's just also learning about yourself. To your point, and you know, I think once right. you understand, you know, how you work best in the environment yeah. that you need, it's you know, right. uh, finding those clients, like you said, that you that you can work with and who kind of fit within that. And, um, you know, I have this conversation with people a lot, a lot of agency owners who are kind of scared to say no um, to clients because they're offering them money. Right, and, right. you know, there's people I have this conversation with year after year, but, um, you know, and it's definitely hard. So if, if you're listening and that's you and you're feeling like you're going through that challenge, just know you're not alone. And, you know, it's it's kind of, it's a cycle and, and it's just being aware of it right
1: let me just tell you this um as a um uh, I guess socio-psychological sort of thing um a lot of women especially women who are entrepreneurs are even socially conditioned to not know how to say no not how not I mean how to set boundaries they don't know how to do that very well and that's sort of uh I guess, crosses over when you are creating your own business as well. Um, I have noticed this for myself that a lot of times when speaking with clients, when you when I have the gut feeling that this is not the right kind of client, that's usually accurate. I mean, I could not even uh, like pinpoint it to you what it is exactly. But if something feels off, I usually listen to it and I will refuse to work any further with that client because it is accurate. And all, It all comes down to the fact that even in our social lives, um, we should be able to set boundaries and really understand which are the good people for us and which are not the good people for us and sort of, uh, I guess, transition it when we're also working professionally with other people.
0: Yes, spot on. I completely agree. And I think, you know, this conversation's really given people a lot to think about and just kind of knowing like you're not alone. And it is definitely a journey of ups and downs, you know, good, good experiences and bad experiences, wins and losses. And, you know, if, if I would have to say kind of the three major things I took away from everything you shared, you know, it would be one, it, it is like creating your boundaries, like figuring out how you work best, what that looks like so that you can create a business you are happy with, um, you know, both on a client level, but also like the services or products that you're offering. Um, and then also beyond that, you know, what I really remember as well from everything that you said is, you know, like just being able to adapt and knowing that you have to learn and you can always improve. And I think, not taking failure, so-called failure, right, as a bad thing, and um, I would say if, of anything, I encourage people to remember that. If you don't remember anything else, remember that. That's such a big thing, and, you know, the third as well is just, um, you know, uh, kind of what you were talking about of going, you, you went away from the workforce and you kind of came back, and knowing that not just you have to adapt, but the environment around you, you, you know, will change at points and just, um, you know, not letting fear take over, whether that's starting your business or, um, adapting your business, like you just kind of have to jump in. And so I think those are three really, really great takeaways and really appreciate you sharing them with all of us today. And my last question for you, this is more so for the parents that are listening. Um, but do you have any tips or tricks that you use to, as a parent, you know, kind of, manage work-life balance and I know work-life balance is a it's an interesting term and I think everyone you know perceives it differently and by that I just really mean like how do you manage you know having to run a business to work um, and also you know be a great parent you know I know you, you like you said took time off to take care of your kids and you're coming back so is there kind of like a strategy a tool or like anything that you kind of found
1: helpful to help you manage all that gosh, Aaron! if somebody has that, please let me know. <laughs> uh, here's the thing. Um, when it comes to really, you can't balance both. You just have to, because th- it, it's just not possible. Um, I think a lot of people exist with this illusion that there is some way to do both, um, like side by side and still maintain, I don't know, some semblance of sanity. Um, But you do sort of figure out what does and doesn't work. I wish I had some universal strategy. Um, But for me, um, I do, because of uh, the nature of my work, um, I can, uh, I think we discussed this before, I can literally do it in the middle of the night and like get away with (laughs) with it. Um, And that's how I do it. I mean, um, the daytime, especially now it's in summer, I have to like keep my kids entertained and all of that, you know, trying to, Figure out how not to keep them like fighting each other and that sort of thing, and it makes it does make it very hard to uh, like really do anything professionally. But now once they're asleep, I can like devote my time to whatever clients I have, podcasting, everything else that needs to be done. That's for me. I think what's important to remember is that even when when you are raising kids, you should be able to carve out that you time um, and. If your job makes you happy, then it's not really a job job, you do enjoy doing it. And I think that's one of those things that I have that I don't consider it as much of a job as something that really sparks something inside of me. And that's what makes it easier. I know that's not uh, the case for a lot of people who do have to do it as a job job. It's not might not necessarily be something that's that sparks something inside of them. But I think um, if you can, really, and, and again, my kids, uh, they now are understand that when I tell them that I have to record or I have to work on it, they will generally accept it and they will leave me alone for a little while at least. So you just have to figure it out with how things are. And I think, I know it can get crazy. Trust me. It just, it's maddening at times, especially when we're all at home. I virtual schooled my kids and I've had some of the most random things happening right in the middle of a meeting somewhere or like working on something that a client is doing, it does become very hard. I think, um it, and if I had to give any like advice to any struggling parents who own businesses, I think my, my advice would be that give yourself grace because yes, it will not be easy. And you might not be able to do your, your most perfect work, but it's a very difficult time. And you'd be surprised that how forgiving other people can be as well, because they are also struggling as well with the pandemic, same situation, everybody's sort of stuck indoors or can't do what they really need to be doing right now. So they will grant you grace.
0: Yes, I love that. And just, you know, kind of, um, you know, don't be so hard on yourself, right. And I think, exactly you know, that's a big part of it. And, and I love that you said, you know, other people will kind of, know give you grace as well and you know as you know i'm not a parent but what i do know is that it must be extremely challenging to manage both there's you know no way i'm gonna just assume like oh it's it's not hard like i know it has to be extremely hard so you know when i have clients or or even a prospective client Um, You know, I'll have them all the time be like, oh, you know, um, you know, I have a client, I mean, a a kid emergency, right, or something. And it's, and they always want to apologize. I'm like, don't apologize. Like you, you are trying to balance both. And, you know, in my mind, to be honest, like being a good present parent is the most important thing in the world. And um
1: right you shouldn't
0: have to apologize for that like things happen things come up like you know it is what it is the world won't end and i think that's that's so much more important so i love that you say that and i encourage everyone like if you aren't a parent just try to have that mindset a little bit more like things come up and their the, the parent on the other side is probably is so much more stressed out about having to tell you that something came most up most
1: definitely you know <laughs>
0: yes. then, then, then you really realize so you know I love that and if you are the parent like you know give yourselves a break um you know you are balancing a lot so love that um you know tip for everyone and just sharing your personal experience with us and um so with that again you know can you just uh tell us a little bit about where people can find you um, if they want to work with you. And again, if you are an agency owner or you are a freelancer or you're a consultant and you're looking to outsource or to partner with someone on graphic design, illustration, podcast management, um, anything along those lines, where can they find you?
1: Well, thank you so much, Erin. you you can find me on my website uh, www.creativecookiejar.com and uh, my Instagram uh, handle is at creative cookie jar and as for my podcast um, if you wish to listen to it I'm on all uh, major podcast platforms uh, you can just search up I'm a Muslim and that's okay and um, I'm right there I'll be the first one to pop I'll be I'll be the only one popping up for that um, I am I can uh, you know help you out with all your Uh, graphic design needs illustration needs product photography and now i'm also starting up with podcast production since i do uh edit and you know produce my my own podcast i have uh, definitely a, a lot of experience with that
0: perfect and you're also um i think you mentioned to me earlier that you are also adding is it video editing in as well with the podcast yes
1: yes Yes, perfect. Video and audio editing both so I can I do both and I am uh pretty proficient at both of them so those are also services that I can uh, offer you um apart from my graphic design illustration and uh, product photography services
0: perfect well if you or your agency can use any support, definitely reach out, um, check out Creative Cookie Jar and see how you guys can work together. And thank you so much again for joining the agency owner lab podcast today. And I hope everyone listening was able to get some valuable insights and maybe even a potential partner. So thank you so much again and we can't wait to have you on again.
1: Thank you so much for having me, Erin. It was, it was, it was wonderful being here.
0: Yeah, no, we'll have to definitely do it again. And again, you know, I think the whole point of this is is everyone just kind of sharing their experiences so that um, current founders or future founders can just know, like, you're not alone. We all go through the ups and downs. And, you know, it might look a little different for everyone. But, um, you know, sometimes just talking to other people, I think, can be you know, really helpful or hearing their experiences. And, you know, I think it goes back to your point of like, don't be so hard on yourself. So I do hope this episode helped people um, just kind of understand, you know, there are ups and downs and things will always change and you don't need to be so hard on yourself and you'll, you'll get it. And it's a journey. So thank you again so much for sharing your experiences with us and everyone listening. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Thank you. Thank <music> you. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Agency Owner Lab podcast. If you haven't subscribed already, make sure to do so and visit us at agencyownerlab.com and follow us on social media at Agency Owner Lab. Have a great day.